0: Hello friends, welcome to Village Ideas for Christ or Nuts for Jesus and Just Plain Nuts. This is Ephesians 5 Part 3 and we're going to cover some of the most controversial scripture in all of the Bible. Some of the most hard, not to understand but to implement. People struggle with this stuff more than they struggle with almost anything. And it's the husband's and wives passage here from... Ephesians 5:22 through 5:33 it should it's it all should be straightforward if it's done in love but unfortunately um uh again there's not a lot of love the way there should be so between husbands and wives there's so many misunderstandings and so much crazy stuff going on out there and the devil's The devil fights marriage probably harder than anything because it's the first covenant in the Bible. And it's the primary covenant because it's where children come from. It's the oneness covenant, uh, husbands and wives being one body, one flesh. And Satan wants to do anything to divide anything. And he brings much, much, much division between husbands and wives. And if, if we would follow these 11 verses here, we could eliminate all of that. But again... People don't want to, uh, and people are afraid, and people are selfish and self-centered. So that's what makes this hard. But we're going to go straight through it, and um, we're going through the whole thing. We're now dividing this into two parts. If it takes me 30 minutes to do this, we're going to. I'm going to try to diatribe as little as possible. I want to get through this. But this is important. Again, the primary primary focus at the beginning of the Bible was the husband and wife. God took and made Adam, and then he took the rib out of the wife, and he made the woman out of the rib, and brought the so the wife came out of the husband, or or Eve came out of Adam, and then they came back and became one flesh again. You see the power of this? You went from one being, Adam, you took part of him, the rib, formed another being, Eve, and so there are two beings now, formed formed from the same i mean they're formed from one body and then you bring eve back and they truly become one again that's the power of marriage marriage is incredibly important to god it's a picture of the trinity father son holy spirit are three beings and yet they're one being father Son, the triunity the the word of god it's it's written, living and spoken. It's three it's three ways it's put out there and yet it's one. And so the pig, the marriage picture is a picture of the tri- triunity of God. It's so important to understand this, and so important to have mercy in these things. So let's get in it's enough of an introduction, we're just going to jump right in and we'll talk about these verses as we need to. But we're going to plow through this today. I hope this helps you. I hope it helps your marriage. And we'll, we'll, but much emphasis always is the wife submitting. But there's more written in here about husbands loving their wives than there is about wives submitting. And so let's go through this. And so ladies, lady, this isn't about beating you up today. Because there's a lot here about husbands loving you the right way. So if you'll, if you'll follow through, ladies, any ladies listening to this, again, um, don't turn it off when I say submission. <laughs> That's not a bad word. It's just because we're all under the submission of God. We're the bride of Christ and we submit to him all, male and female in Christ, submit to a husband called Jesus. So we're all under submission, uh, ladies. So even us men, we're under submission of Christ, who is our head, who is our husband, just like he's your husband. So we all are going to end up submitting. And so let's just jump in here. Uh, Verse 22, wives, submit to your husband as to the Lord. Okay, the way you submit, okay, woman, okay, wives, okay, that's critical right there. Submit to your husband as to the Lord. Okay, well, again, we're all supposed to submit to the Lord, so it's the same way. So if you're, and you love Jesus, he saved your soul, so you submit to your husband in the same way. You don't submit to Jesus um, because it's slavery, or uh, the way you look at Jesus is the way you can look at your husband. Well, let's put it that way, not that your husband saves you, but it's a picture. The way God wants you to look at your husband, the way you look at your Savior, isn't that a beautiful way of thinking about that? Wife, submit to your husband as to the Lord. So when you see your husband, he's a picture of Jesus for you, and hopefully he's a good picture. Hopefully he's a loving, uh, supportive husband. But if you'll think about if you'll think about that submission thing as as unto the Lord. And you look at it that way, it'll help you with your husbands. Uh, Verse 23, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Again, the spiritual spiritual authority, it goes from the father to the son to the husband to the wife. God set it up that way. We don't know why he set it up that way, but he did. The husband is the spiritual authority of the family, of, of the wife. It's the spiritual authority of the wife. The husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body. So as Jesus is the head over his body, the husband is the head over the wife. It's not to rule. It's not for slavery. It's for protection. It's for provision. Ladies, if you're listening, if there's any ladies listening, your number one need is to be provided for, to be protected, to be taken care of. That's the husband. That's why the husband is made your head. Not to rule over you and beat you down and treat you like you're a second class citizen. Like you're supposed to walk five steps behind him. He's supposed to be your protection. Your headship. Your your head. Your leader. The one who watches out for you to make sure everything's okay. He's the one who God is going to hold responsible for the way he leads you. The way he treats you. the way he, um, The way he runs the family you're the one you he's the one that's going to be held responsible for all of it so you in a way you ought to be glad you're not the head because us husbands we have a we're going to be called to a higher accounting with god because of our leadership or lack thereof so i hope that helps some um and okay, let's see, church, as the head of the church, it's about, of which he's the Savior. Amen. Amen. Christ is our Savior. Amen. Uh, verse 24. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also the wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Ladies, it's the spiritual way. Again, it isn't for us to rule over you and beat you down and treat you like a second class citizen. Just like okay, let's look at it this way. Now, as church submits to Christ, okay, why does the church submit to Christ? Because he's our everything, and God wants wives. God wants you to see your husband the same way to be your everything. All every all your needs, all your provision, all your wants and desires. You go to the husband. You say, okay, this is what I need, desire, want. Um, all of that is supposed to be come through the husband. And it's it's supposed to be a love thing. This isn't supposed to be a slavery thing. This is, and I know, look, I know there's ladies. I know there's bad husbands out there. And they've taken these passages. The church has taken these passages and beat women into the ground with these passages. And I detest what the church has done with this. But we get into the thing. The next, the very next verse we're going to get into, it balances all this out. So stay with me, ladies. Stay with me. But wives. You're supposed to submit to your husband in everything. He is your head. He's your leader. Again, this isn't slavery. This is provision and protection. And the next verse, verse 25, balances out. Here we go. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. To uh, Gave herself up for her. And next verse, to make her holy uh, by cleansing her by the washing of the water of the word. Amen. Wives, you're called to submit. Husbands, you're called to die. You're called to lay your life down. Let's read it again. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And we'll go on after that. Christ gave himself up on the cross for his husband, for his bride, for us, for the world. Husbands are supposed to do the same thing. We're supposed to be on a cross. We're supposed to put our ego on the cross. We're supposed to put our pride on the cross. We're supposed to put our anger on the cross. We're supposed to put sexual immorality and pornography and cheating and all the garbage that goes along with being a a guy. You know, not that women don't do those things, but they're predominantly male things where, you know, guys are sexually driven. We're supposed to put all that on the cross. We're supposed to lay all of that darkness that Satan amplifies in men. We're supposed to put all of that, all the violence, all the crazy stuff. We're supposed to put all of that on the cross. Not that Jesus had any of that in him, but we're supposed to lay our lives down for our wives the way Christ laid his life down for the church. You see the picture? Jesus on the cross is supposed to be a picture of a husband giving up everything for his wife, laying his whole life on the line for his wife, being willing to do anything for his wife. The way Christ was willing to do anything, including get on a cross for us, the bride husbands are supposed to be willing to do anything for their wives to lay down and to pay any price for their wives to do anything that's necessary for their wives to put themselves on the cross of their own life. You see what I'm saying ladies? He's called you ladies, he's called you to submit. He's called us to die. There's the balance right there. I love and that's one of my favorite one of my favorite verses in the Bible is, "I know that husband love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave Himself up for." her. I quote that constantly. I teach this constantly that a husband is supposed to lay his life down. You're not a you're not a real husband unless you're willing to lay your life down. And a wife shouldn't. And if a husband isn't willing to lay his life down for a wife, a wife will not be able to lay her to submit to a husband like that. Not in love. She might submit to a husband in terror or in fear, but you're supposed to sit. If if your husband, ladies, if your husband is willing to lay his life down for you, of course you're going to be willing to submit to him. At least you should be willing to submit to him because he's laying his life down for you. He's putting everything on the line for you, you know, and that's and that's the way this is. is, is You see the balance here, the perfect beauty and union between all these things. And uh, there's there's it's always everything is supposed to be that I'm supposed to love my wife through this and wives are supposed to love their husbands in their submission. And I'm supposed to lo- I'm supposed to love my wife in sacrifice and the wife loves her husband in submission, allowing him to lead as God leads him. It's such a beautiful picture. It was never meant to be slavery and, and indentured servitude and all the crazy stuff that people put on this. It never was meant to be that way. Let's continue on here. Um, and to present her to him um, and to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing of the water of through the word. Husbands are supposed to be leading their wives in their Bible study. We're, listen, we're, when uh, we lay our lives down for you, it's to make you holy, to help you in your walk with Christ. I lay my life down for my wife. And part of that is to help her. Walk with Christ to make her holy, to walk with the Lord, that means to be with the Lord to walk with the Lord, cleansing her by the washing with the water through the word i 'm supposed to be leading my wife in bible study study i 'm supposed to be showing her and helping her to understand the Word of God, the cleansing of the washing of the water through the word that 's the Bible, the Word is the bible and and uh, I read in the footnotes here a wife was uh, in the eastern in this dealing with eastern uh, eastern things. Then this, this was eastern over there in the Middle East is dealing with eastern uh, things. Um, in that let's say cultural things, um, the wife when she got married, she they did a ceremonial bath, a washing of her body for her husband. It cleansed her. They washed her when she got married, and that's the same thing here. You're cleansed, ladies, and, and and husbands too. We're all cleansed by the washing through the water of the word. The word of God is what cleanses us, what washes us, which makes us pure. His word. That's why the word. That's why I'm always emphasizing the word. It's what washes our heart and our soul out, and ladies. Wives, your husband's supposed to be leading you in that. He's supposed to be taking you through the word of God, helping you to understand it, leading you in Bible study so you can be washed. Isn't that beautiful? Do you see the beauty here? It's so beautiful. These words are so beautiful. They're they're not meant to be hard. They're not meant to harm. They're meant to edify, build up and, and, and extend God's love through this marriage picture. It's beautiful. Uh, let's continue on. And to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain, wrinkle, or blemish, uh, uh, or, or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Again, how he's, he's relating again, the bride, the, the husband-wife relationship, right back to the church. It's beautiful. Follow this again. Uh, Let's go here to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing through the water of the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain, wrinkle or blemish or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Man. The marriage picture is supposed to be a picture of Christ doing what he did on the cross for us to make us to make us a radiant church without stain, wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. How are we made holy and blameless? The body of christ how 's the, how's the body of Christ made holy and blameless through the cross through the washing through his blood that washes away our sin that makes us whiter than snow through, through the the sacrifice of our husband or our Savior on the cross walks, takes away all our stains, makes us white, makes, uh, um, um, makes us whiter than snow, makes us holy and blameless, a radiant church, the church was created through the cross through his death, burial, and resurrection. Man, do you see the picture here? And we're supposed to see all this in the marriage relationship. Oh, my gosh. It's, if you can get a hold of these words, man, these words are amazing. So much is done in marriage. So much is shown in marriage with Christ and the church and his sacrifice and us being changed through his sacrifice. Wow, and a wife is supposed to be changed through the sacrifice of her husband. As we lay our lives down for you ladies, it's supposed to change you, to edify you, and show you your value and your worth so much that you, that it grows you up in your faith, it helps you to see who you are as a woman, as a bride, as the bride of the husband, the bride of Christ, it's beautiful. And when this is done in its fullness, there's nothing more powerful than these verses. Then Satan, when this is followed, if this is followed by a husband and wife, and they see the spiritual nature. Of this Satan can't d- defeat them. A husband and wife following these passages and seeing how it relates to Christ cannot be defeated in their marriage or in their spiritual walk. That makes this is, this will make you stronger than iron and steel in both your marriage and in your walk with Christ. That's what that is. How powerful these verses are. Let's continue on. In this same way, husbands... And watch it. Here we go. God's putting it right back into husbands. Watch this. This is, this is the balance, ladies. Watch this. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own body. As their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Man. When I'm loving my wife, Cindy... Cindy Stone, my wife. When I'm loving my wife, it's as, if, it's as if I'm loving my own body. And he who loves... His wife loves himself. When I love my wife, I'm showing love towards myself as well. Isn't that beautiful? Man, in this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Man. This this isn't about slavery. This is about sacrifice. This is about laying our lives down for each other. Wives you you lay your life down by submitting to the spiritual authority of your husbands and the husband lays himself down for you to build you up not to rule over you but to edify you and make you the woman of God you're supposed to be powerful things. After all, verse twenty. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it just as Christ does the church. Here it is again. We love our own body. Everybody loves their own body. Everybody. We might not look at like the way we look, but we love our body. It says, "No one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it just as Christ does the church." Man, you see the love of Christ, and the picture of all this is the love of Christ. This all goes back to Jesus. It's a a great circle, the circle here. Husband, wife, Christ, all together. This is all a picture, a oneness picture. Let's continue on here. For we are members of his body. Just as, uh, let's read that again, after all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. The church is the body of Christ, that's why he cares for us, that's why he takes care of us, that's why he loves us. Man. <laughs> God's way is how perfect his word is how perfect his plan is for husbands and wives let's continue on for this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh again this is a profound mystery but I am talking about Christ in the church however each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband so let's go back For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. This is more than just about the sexual husband-wife relationship, the oneness relationship created through that union. This is about this union, the union between a husband and wife, the physical union between a husband and wife, is a perfect picture of Christ and the church um let's see uh, let's, let's read it again for this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh this is a profound mystery but i'm talking about christ and the church we as the church the body of christ are as united to christ as as perfectly united to christ as a husband and wife are supposed to be united to one another in their flesh That's, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to see ourselves as the body of Christ, as the bride of Christ. We're supposed to see ourselves one with him. We're supposed to see ourselves as uh, the oneness between ourselves and our savior, our husband, the lover of our souls, the one who laid himself down on the cross for us. We're supposed to see the total, we we are spiritually united to him as strongly as a husband and wife are united to one another and become one. They become one flesh. That's why sexual immorality is such an anathema to God. That's why God hates sexual immorality so much. Because it it dilutes the picture of the oneness picture between Christ and the church. It dilutes that picture. It dilutes the picture of the husband and wife being one body. That's why Satan works so hard in sexual immorality against the, the, the human race, against the body of Christ, against all of it because it destroys what God meant for beauty. This was all meant to be beautiful and wonderful and lovely and and pleasurable and just, just amazing. But you have to see it through the lens of Christ in the church. Wives, if you'll see your marriage and through the lens of Christ and the church, the submission then won't be a problem anymore. If you look at your husband and you go, okay, I'm supposed to follow this guy's leadership the way I follow Jesus's leadership. It makes it, it makes it a whole lot easier. And husbands, if we say, okay, I'm supposed to lay my life down for my wife the way Christ laid his life down for me in the church. That makes the the, the sacrifice of husbands a whole lot easier. If we look at this through the lens of Christ and the church, we'll all be able to get through this together. We'll all be able to coexist together in peace. We'll all be able to love each other the way we're supposed to love each other. And, and, uh, and, and then again, he comes, we, we end in verse 33, 32, the profound mystery about talking about Christ and the church. And then verse 33, the final verse in this section, we come right back around to marriage to make it practical again. We don't want to just do the ethereal. We want to do the practical. And here's the practical. We're going to close them. We're closing out. However, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband's. So my perfect, my perfect service to my wife. It's to love her as I love myself. And my wife's perfect service to me is to respect me, to honor me, and to submit to me as her spiritual head. I've told my wife again. I've told both of my wives. I've been married twice. My first wife died back in 2011. In fact, uh, it's, it's the third today. I think it's the third today. It's exactly 10 years since my first wife died. And... Um, I've told both of them. I said, when you respect me, when you honor me as your husband, it does something to me psychologically, emotionally. It, it makes me want to be Superman for you. When, you. when you're willing to submit to me, to follow me, to not always be bucking my authority, where I'm trying to lead in love, I'm trying to lay my life down for you, and you're fighting it all the time. If you'll stop doing that and allow me to lead you, allow me to, as Christ is leading me through the word and through love, I'm leading you and you allow me to do that you don't fight me the whole time but you respect and honor and submit to me as head as the as the spiritual head over you for your for your betterment for your protection for your edification for your love for for all those things something changes in my heart something changes in my mind it makes me want to be the best version of myself that i can for my husband for my wife it makes me want to be Everything for my wife. When my wife respects me and honors me, it's like, it's, like, it's like the final puzzle piece being put in there. And it's just the opposite. When there's this constant battle between me and my wife, between trying to lead and trying to guide in love and constant, constant friction there, constant, constant, uh, constant um, inability for my wife to follow my lead and to allow me to lead, it just destroys me. It ruins everything. It burns the whole house to the ground. That's how powerful this stuff is. I'm supposed to love my wife just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up. And my wife is supposed to her love towards me is through respect, honor and submission. If we will if we will put this whole puzzle together and and not be about rulership or ownership or you know, none of that stuff. Because again, wife, the wife, wife used to be property. And in many parts of the world, she's still property. The woman is still property. That's not what God wanted. God wanted wife. That's why God took the here. Here's the closing thought. God made the woman out of the rib. He took it out of the side of Adam, the rib. Why? So a husband and wife, then the picture of the rib is on his side, the rib. You point to your ribs, that's on your side. I'm pointing my rib right now. So the woman would walk side by side with the husband as an equal. Husbands husbands aren't more valuable than wife. The, the, that's not the point of this. They're supposed to be equals with different roles. That's all this is, is different roles. And we're we're supposed to walk side by side. The woman isn't supposed to be five steps behind me. My wife isn't supposed I'm supposed to look at her as an equal, as my other half, as the thing, as the as the person I'm laying my life down, I'm laying everything down for. That's how this is supposed to work. The rib was taken uh, so the woman would be made from the man, but taken symbolically out of the side of the man as a picture of husbands and wives are supposed to walk in equality together, side by side, each in their own God-given role that edifies the other, builds the other up, and makes the other person everything they can be by, by following God's plan here. And that's exactly what happens. When you see a a husband and wife walking in these principles, there's no more powerful union on the face of the earth than a husband and a wife walking in these principles of love, respect, submission, honor. There's no more powerful union on the face of the earth. Nothing could stop that, that union. Only death can take that union away. Only death. And that's why some husband and wives marriage each other 50, 60, 70 years. The ones that are doing it right and that, that, that truly following Christ's principle all the way through, all the way through their marriage, there's a love and honor and respect, a, a bond between them that, is, that makes them truly one. And that's what God wants. He wants us to be truly one, husband and wife, love, honor, respect each other. Man, 27 minutes. I said a lot here. I hope, I hope, if you if you if you miss me or you got offended by what I said the first time, listen to it again. You, if you listen with your heart, you'll hear what I'm saying here. But this is this is this relationship right here is the primary relationship. This is even ahead of the the, the 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 parent-child relationship. This is the primary relationship. If this relationship is out of balance and out of order, everything else in your life will be out of order, and your life will be a misery. Your life will be torment. So get this right. Study this. Husbands and wives, people thinking about being husbands and wives, study these passages. Uh, Ephesians 5, 22 through 33. If you'll follow this this pattern here, which is a pattern of Christ in his church, everything else will flow out of this and your life will be beautiful. <laughs> enough said. I hope I covered everything. Love you, love you, can't get enough of you. <sighs>